0: Blog Talk Radio Good afternoon and welcome to the Perkins Platform Uh, This is a monthly solutions oriented talk radio show and Each month, we dedicate about 30 minutes to explore contemporary issues and solutions in education leadership. And this is your host, Brian Perkins. This month, we're delighted to have as our guest Dr. Damon Jones, who is a Senior Research Associate at Penn State University's Bennett Pierce Prevention Research Center. Welcome, Damon. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. And so to our faithful listeners, welcome back, and we thank you for continuing to be a part of our family of over 5,000 listeners every month. And to our new listeners, we're glad that you've joined us. So today we're going to talk a little bit with uh, Damon about the work that they're doing um, at the Research Center. And so, Damon, let's jump right in and tell us a little bit about um, yourself and um, what you do at the Research Center.
1: Well, absolutely, and let me thank you again for having me on, uh, and thanks to your listeners for the interest in this uh, topic. Um, you know, I work at the Bennett Pierce Prevention Research Center at Penn State, and uh, we do a variety of things here, but we're mostly interested in evaluating programs and efforts within schools to help um, improve outcomes for for children and adolescents in development, Um, a lot of times trying to prevent certain uh, outcomes from happening, things like uh, adolescent substance use um, or, uh, you know, getting behind, antisocial behavior, getting behind in school. These are all things that we're very interested in looking at, and we're very interested in evaluating programs that have been shown to be effective um, at addressing these concerns. Um, And usually we're talking about Things, a focus that occurs very early. Uh, we're, we're interested in reaching children at an age where we can improve things. Kind of, you think about these developmental cascades. The sooner you get to people, sometimes, um, you know, you improve things early, that improves things in subsequent years, and so on. Um, leads to more positive cascades in development and, uh, and avoids uh, negative cascades uh, in development. So that's the kind of work we do here. And we, we're typically evaluating programs to see how well they work. Um, uh, another thing we, we we look at is, um, you know, the efficiency of programs. And so when we start to look at outcomes that we're going to talk about in a minute that were featured in this study, um, you can even imagine that certain effective programs can provide a return on investment for the investment that occurs because uh because you're really having an impact on long-term outcomes that really affect well-being um in the future that that can translate into costs so it's very it's very um, applicable from a kind of um public policy standpoint as well
0: sure sure and and as you mentioned you know so this what we really are interested in, it sounds like you're doing some fascinating work. And um, when I first saw that you had um, uh, the majority of your work on prevention um, is something that is not um, uh, a topic that people hear about a lot of times. You know, it's like we have a problem and so we're going to research the problem. And so what you are really Looking at his uh, interventions and prevention, I think is is a wonderful contribution, and so which leads me to the you know, one of the main reasons you we were invited is the study that was released, uh, I guess maybe a couple of months ago at this point, um, and published in the American Journal of Public Health uh, that has to do with uh, what you found um, in this um, this uh, kindergarten assessment um if you could tell us a little bit about that that um where you you tied um a student's um performance on this assessment to outcomes later in life tell us a little bit about that
1: study uh absolutely so this is a study that um was was very simple in the framework in terms of um of kind of what we looked at we we looked at what outcomes with social emotional um, ratings, ratings by a teacher of children when they're very young, how that would predict um, outcomes many, many years later uh, in adulthood. Uh, and, and so you, you, we were able to use data that was very rich. You really need rich data to be able to do something like this. Um, and the reason we wanted to look at this was because we were very interested if. Um you know across research disciplines there there are many studies that look at the value of early social emotional competence in children um more and more we're realizing how important these skills are they're not addressed in school so much especially beyond kindergarten but um research is showing how important these kind of non cognitive factors so to, so to speak um are valuable in the way that children learn uh, the way that they manage conflicts with others, manage their environment uh relationships with peers and teachers, and all of this can really affect uh how they do in the beginning of their their school trajectory um and probably reflects how they how they're doing at home as well and so we're really interested to see if we can kind of look at these early skills uh in kindergarten um would they indeed predict outcomes many years later if we consider outcomes across multiple domains of well-being? And the the outcome domains we looked at were um, everything ranging from crime to educational attainment to employment as a young adult, uh, mental health, and substance use. Um, (laughs) So we obviously needed a very rich database to, uh, to allow us to do this. Um, the 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 teacher rating of early social emotional competence was basically a rating of um, pro social behavior. So it just simply asked the teachers to rate the children on on questions using kind of a five point scale where they they said how you know how much do these certain characteristics represent each child things like are are they able to resolve problems on their own they're very good at understanding feelings um cooperative uh yeah, helpful to others so so kind of a good representation of what we think of as socio emotional skills um as it might be represented in kindergarten right so that is the study yeah at least
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well you know it's interesting because um i i'm not a regular uh reader of the um american journal of public health and so where i first um came introduced to the study was it was probably either the Washington Post or New York Times and the and the the heading read, um your you, what your kindergarten child does, behavior does, predicts their success in life, or something like that. And then you talked about your study. And the way it was framed really I, I chuckled to myself and I said, they're missing the point. And I'd like to hear your thoughts about this, because it happens over and over again, is that the way I read the study, and of course leaning, because I lean so far towards the the heavy investment in early childhood, I'm a real proponent of having people make that investment, and I, I tell policymakers all the research that we we have points towards the best investment, the best return on investment, be it much later, um, is in early childhood education. It's everything we read. Um, and, and so um, the point I took away from, from what your results were was not that, OK, by the, when they get to kindergarten and then they get this assessment, um, we can use that information to know how many of them are going to be successful later. But my takeaway was that this further supports the notion that we need to get more children ready for kindergarten and have them ready and able to to start strong so that they can finish strong, so to speak. So, say a little bit about that. What's been your experience with people, you know, kind of misconstruing that you how to use these results?
1: Right. Well, first of all, I mean, I'll say I, I, I am completely in agreement with your, your takeaway from this. And I think in, in the paper itself, um we make this point because I think it's becoming clearer and clearer through through collective research efforts and, and other research that has kind of shown the same stuff that we found in this study um is that these skills are really important in development. Um, you know, we can we can gauge them in kindergarten. That we were interested in looking at that because we wanted to know is it Can we gauge them for the sake of possibly intervening or, um, you know, kind of gauging where kids are on a social emotional level to where we can help enhance them, uh, for the sake of the future. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the outcomes that we found in the study were, for instance, um, children who were, uh, for every one point increase in this early scale rated by teachers in kindergarten, um, Children had twice the odds of of getting a a college graduation um, uh, way off in the future. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then there were parallel results to things like whether they graduated on on time in high school and certainly uh, the opposite patterns with things like crime outcomes. And the way that we see that is that, you know, these early skills probably reflect that they were on a good trajectory at this point, it would help them in in the early part of school it helped them kind of like I said before um, start start these positive developmental cascade where they're they they're able to work with others to get things done able mm-hmm. to to complete tasks um, and completing tasks of course is very important even in very early elementary school um, it's It gets you on the right um, track toward succeeding in school so i don't think it's just reflective of of who they are at that age and that that's going to reflect what they're going to do later. I think it is, we do think of this here at the prevention center as, as a, these are malleable um, uh, characteristics in individuals. These are things that can be improved. Um, you know, where they're headed in school, they're not necessarily headed in a direction where there's going to be a lot of attention toward um, these softer skills. Uh, there, there A lot of schools, I think, just assume that parents are handling that. Or that more. they're they're naturally part of their personality or whatever. Um sure. but we 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 are definitely in agreement with you in that we feel like these are issues that should be addressed more in school. Sure, And and one of the things that happens with uh
0: and we've talked about this um probably a year or two ago on the show, um where we their the political cycle is so short, you know, unfortunately the push from a lot of politicians and or policymakers is around short term return. So what are you what can we see and And in a lot of cases, because it's what has been pushed and and is around test scores now i, I always preface it with I am not an opponent to test scores. Test scores tell you some things, and they do, but it doesn't tell you about everything that's happening. Um, but here what we have is yet another example of, you know, you gave one one quick example that if they're able to work well together. And some would, if you were to say that um, as far as outcomes in first grade that we want children to be able to work well together, there are people who criticize that. Like, well, what about math? What about, you know, writing and and and. Their ability to to add and subtract um that those are more important, but here we have in this in this at least one uh indicator uh that that jumps out at us is that their ability to work well with others. What are some other um indicators that on there and the connection to um their wellness later on what What did you find um some of the other skills that would be good for children to have? Uh, going into kindergarten to be successful
1: later? Well, we feel like, you know, the, the, this this measure for in kindergarten that I described before, um, you know, we think it's highly related to other types of skills that have been identified in, in other research studies um, to also be predictive of long-term adult outcomes. Things like self-regulation, self-control, um, perhaps in, in slightly older kids uh, are, is more important um you know it's related to um just kind of academic functioning and, and by academic functioning I, I don't i don't just mean their academic ability uh, in terms of a cognitive factor i i'm i'm talking about their ability to kind of organize themselves and and get things done you know these are all these kind of um non cognitive skills that that are all kind of related and i think I think if you look at different ages, I think I think it gets complicated as as human development is so complicated. But mm-hmm. when we look at different ages, we may see that certain other skills um, are more important for certain for certain outcomes, at least in terms of prediction. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's everything changes. We these early skills, um, you know. I know if we look several years later we might find that academic ability is a stronger predictor of the likelihood of of graduating high school on time or the likelihood of getting a college degree. Um, And that doesn't mean that these early uh, social-emotional skills are not so important by grade four, for instance. It just means that potentially the influence that's there at kindergarten um, helps these children get to where they are in later schooling that then sets them up for um, doing better in the long term. So I think it's a very complicated process. Um, Our study was very simple in the sense that we wanted to see what we could gauge at kindergarten using what we felt like was the most appropriate um, measure to represent non-cognitive skills um, Mm -hmm. in kindergarten children. But, you know, these type of measures may mean a different thing in later years. And it's important to kind of... um, Uh, think about all the various skills that are important and what they might mean to various ages. Sure, sure, sure. Uh,
0: To our listeners who may have just joined us, you reached the Perkins platform, and our uh, guest today is Dr. Damon Jones, who is a senior research associate at Penn State University's Bennett Pierce Prevention Research Center. And so we're talking about a recent study uh, that was released about the relationship between kindergarten social competence and future wellness. Um, and so we, we want to invite you if you have any questions or comments to please, uh, call us at six, five, seven, three, eight, three, one, four, eight, one, again, six, five, seven, three, eight, three, one, four, eight, one. And we'll try to get some calls in. Um, Damon, I, I, I wanted to follow up a little bit also. So, you know, in, in the title of the show and certainly um, much of what you have also talked about in in the paper and other is specifically about wellness. So tell us a little bit about um, how this is directly, at least um, for those that may not have read the article, um, how, what the connection is. So you've got these social competencies, and then you're talking about, in some cases, Health outcomes. What is the direct or indirect uh, uh, relationship between those two?
1: <clears throat> well, I think that what's interesting about what we found, um, and again, we had a very rich data set. This was from the Fast Track Project, which is a a, a long-term study. Uh, it's actually an intervention trial um, that was at four sites across the country where the children uh, were rated in the very early '90s, um, and then. And then their adult outcomes were the data was available um, by late adolescence uh, and and up through age 25. Um, But we were interested in focusing on multiple outcome domains that kind of represent well-being. Um, Because I think traditionally people kind of think, well, you know, you look at what predicts what, you think in terms of early academic ability is going to predict later academic success and um you know early behavior problems are gonna predict later crime outcomes um you know here we were interested in kind of these more general social emotional skills and seeing what we what what they predict and, and many markers of well being um and the and the uh as I summarized before those categories were uh employment education uh crime um Substance use and mental health, and and it's hard to list all the outcomes on this uh, during this uh, show. Uh, the the paper is available through the American Journal of Public Health, and and thanks to the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, it is uh, it is freely available to anyone. Um, but for instance, we found that we we, we found uh, uh, significant links between this early social emotional competence and outcomes in all of the domains that we looked at. Um, which kind of reflected to us that it, it matters, or at least it, it's at least predictive of just a full set of markers of well being. And again, this is reflective of other studies. Like I said, there was a study oh. several years ago um, sure. uh, that looked at self control and how that was uh, significantly impacting or uh, significantly linked to um, multiple domains of functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, for every for every increase in this teacher-rated uh, social uh, pro-social behavior scale um, that I described earlier, uh, there were th- we found kind of in terms of odds ratios um, for every for every one point increase, uh, like 54% higher odds of earning a high school diploma on time um 46% higher odds of having a full-time job by the age of 25 uh w- going the other direction with every uh decrease uh, in the unit in this scale um the, the individuals had a 64% higher chance or higher odds of having spent time in juvenile detention um 67 higher higher odds of being arrested by early adulthood a 52% higher rate of uh binge drinking um pr- reported uh and, and these were all outcomes that were were uh, required uh, provided in the data through different sources uh self report um some of them were from from records there were criminal, criminal records that uh, made these data possible um some were reported by others um observers so uh you know it was it was interesting to see these patterns across multiple measurement sources and also multiple domains of of well-being um and again it does reflect what what other research has shown uh the the potential importance of these early uh, non-cognitive skills yes yes and i
0: i don't want it to to escape uh, to the number of uh, people, not just the policymakers, but even uh, we have a number of people who are responsible for curriculum decisions that listen in. And I just want to I want to underline the fact that here we are having a conversation about outcomes that we worry about. We we worry a lot about it. It appears in newspapers when we talk about. Um, and, and we, we, there's a, you know, there's a myth that, that has been perpetuated for a long time that, um, you know, some school systems use third grade reading scores, uh, to determine, um, how many students are going to go to jail and what have you. And, 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 so we, we don't want to perpetuate that, but to say that you know, let's get away from, uh, making up the data because we have the information right here in front of us that that strongly suggests that if we put together a strong curriculum that emphasizes some of these these skills that we will at least i mean not saying that we eliminate the issues but that we at least contribute to more positive outcomes uh, based on what we've learned thus far, and i i i I want the people who are listening that are responsible to think about that it's not just about the the academic aspect of what happens in school that there's a huge part of this that we understand is social, and that we we need uh, more social uh, programming that if we the, sort of the the implication is that we we can't just rely on what happens at home and so where people say it's not our responsibility is that actually it has whether by default or otherwise or design um, it has become the responsibility for us to look at some of these so the the social um, and I venture to say socialization that children get uh, around what is appropriate behavior. But I really like, um, and, and we're going to have some people in the future, um, part of what you talked about, in it, it borders on uh, the self-awareness and mindfulness that is is coming into play and now a lot of people are talking about teaching children um in in the in mindfulness practices and so we're going to have someone um after the first of the year that's going to talk a little bit about that we have uh, a caller from colorado i want to get in it's been waiting for a while um and um so our caller from colorado um please uh go with your question or comment
1: Hi, uh, good afternoon. Thank you, Dr. Jones and Dr. Dr. Brunner, for the opportunity to ask
0: questions. So I I agree with you from a policy perspective that the earlier
1: we can get the students, the better. So my question is from the perspective of a school district that simply just doesn't have pre-K funding, while we work on that policy angle, can you comment on what a good starting point now from a teaching and curricular perspective at the kindergarten level might be to uh, start working with kids now so that we can get better outcomes from them later from the kindergarten school perspective? Uh, yeah. Yes. That's a great question. I'm really glad you asked it because um, I think a lot of people across the country have that question. And I think that I'm going to point you to a website, which you may already know about, which is, uh, it's org C-A-S-E-L dot O-R-G. Um, it stands for Collaborative for Academic and Social Emotional Learning, and and their aim is to um, kind of inform uh, administrators across the country and, and educators about um, what what uh, educa- uh, evidence-based efforts might be available to bring in for different ages. Um, there are programs like Paths that are getting. Uh, are are being um, installed more in communities. Uh, You know, I think there are certainly options and, um, you know, you really wanna go with something that's evidence-based and you you wanna kind of use some resources to get ideas for what's feasible given your situation. But um, I think the key thing is that, you know, we have studies that are showing that these programs do have impacts um, when they've been installed and it's not just impacts on maybe improving social-emotional health the, in the following year or anything like that. It also includes outcomes on, like, academic skills, um, you know, just showing, again, that these skills are important to helping children navigate their environment better and do better not just social and emotionally but, but also um, academically. So it's it's, a, it's an important part of the puzzle. I think people are realizing that more and more um sure. even though there's still it's still not uh it's still put put uh, behind the uh typical academic um priorities in schools sure
0: sure and so i know we we have just a few more minutes and i, I didn't want to uh have you on without also talking a little bit about um one also very important aspect of this and And part of the work that you've been doing for a number of years about cost effectiveness and cost benefit assessment on it is that um because there's some people listening that um from a, uh, a policy perspective and and a public administration perspective are thinking, so what what does this cost me or gain me bottom line? Uh, a few years ago, as I mentioned we we talked about this in great detail. Uh, one of my colleagues um, at the Center for uh, – um, and, and in at Teachers College um, for studying economics, uh, public e- education and economics, um, uh, did a study also that looked at uh, programs that impacted um, later life accomplishments and also reached the conclusion that the early childhood ones. Uh, so what do we say to – the people who are at city government and school district decisions, uh, what do we say to them about what do you expect to get from this? Because the the some of the numbers in these previous days suggest huge amounts of money that end up being lost to the tax coffers um, that are lost because of, of children weren't properly educated. Um, what do you say we, what is the argument we give when we go for those people who need some words to go back and, and make this, uh, point to their colleagues?
1: Well, I think there's a lot more work that needs to be done in this area, but it's a really important area, like you're saying. And, um, and I know the report you're talking about, and it it was, it was really, um, a very important report in the sense that it showed that these interventions themselves can improve, uh, economically relevant outcomes, Um, and they considered multiple programs, and they're all addressing these social-emotional issues in schools. Um, So I think think we need more of that type of thing, more understanding of how these programs, these effective programs, really impact children in the long run. Um, We also need to have a better understanding of what is the link between particular early skills um, and certain outcomes, for instance, early social-emotional competence the link between that and something like that we, we know how to put a price on, like uh, a college degree. If we understand what that link is, we can mm-hmm. uh, kind of indirectly put a price on early skills. But we have a long way to go to do that. It requires yeah. a lot of um, data analysis. It requires determining causal um, links between early skills. Um, and, and it's not as easy to do as, as, uh, as something much more typically monetized, um, sure. That we see like redu- reduction in, in school services or um, re- decreasing the number of um, you know children acting out in school that that saves us money. It's not we can't always put it in terms of that type of thing. Sure, sure.
0: No, I, I appreciate it, and I um, I know my listeners have been uh, really uh, looking forward to as I uh, to hearing from you and we. We're really thankful that you got a, a opportunity to be with us. So uh, thanks again. And, and to the listeners, thanks so much uh, for tuning in. Um, I'm going to ask you to join us next week, actually, for a special broadcast um, on September 21st at 2 p.m. Uh, when we are going to talk about the Lederman B. King case in New York State, uh, cases regarding the use of student performance data in teacher evaluation. So um, it, it uh, we have a big discussion coming up about that. Um, again, Damon, keep up the good work. We really appreciate the support and your studies from you. And to my listeners, go
1: well. well. Thanks, Brian. <clears throat>